0: Hello and welcome to another fabulous episode of My Orgasmic Life. Mm. Today's episode is brought to you by Tickle Dot Life. T. <laughs> so, hello, I've missed you. I've missed you. It's been like a couple of weeks since I've uh, done an episode. So, um, I've been uh, I've been digital. I've been like working hard on my uh, my empire. Uh, you know, on my website. So, you know, I should be able to launch those soon. So stay tuned. Okay. So in case you don't know who I am, I'm uh, Guy Morissette. I'm your hostess with the mostus And today we're going to talk about, we're going to do uh, part one. So as you know, I started doing every month, I do one... Um, topic where i break it into two parts part one is available for you the 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 podcast listening the youtube listener um and then part two is exclusive content that's only available for my patreon my patrons of patreon so uh if you're like Mah! just see fyi you know full disclosure So today we're gonna talk about penises. And what do we do when our partner, who's the owner of the penis, um, is uh, struggling with uh, rapid ejaculation or premature ejaculation? So that's what we're gonna talk about today. And I've talked about this from the penis owner's perspective, (laughs) but I've never talked about this from the person on the receiving end of the penis. (laughs) And what their journey is and what's going on for them. So that's what we're going to talk about today. All right, how do I want to start this? Um, okay, so let's start with, I'll start with a story. So years ago, um, my partner at the time um, was struggling with rapid ejaculation or premature ejaculation. Um, first of all, why do I call it? Why is it called rapid ejaculation? So it used to be called um, premature ejaculation, so PE. And the reason behind why, in the industry, we've changed it to rapid ejaculation because premature for what? what what's what's the mature rate? Right? What when is the I you know when is the right time? Um, so that's why we've changed it so that it's it's more accurate. Um, Also, it's really important to be like, lasting longer, what is lasting longer and lasting longer in, um, you know, overall in the act of sex, like sexy, sexy time, versus in the act of say, intercourse, or penetrative sex. So the average time of penetrative stimulus um, is like three to five minutes long. So it's not very like, like in our perspective of like what, that's not a very long time. So if you are, you know, if your partner is ejaculating before then, um, then that would be considered rapid ejaculation or premature ejaculation. Um, However, I like to frame it as, um, you know, being able to ejaculate when everybody is ready for that and everybody is excited about that, Um, you know, being able to more about instead of being lasting longer or your partner lasting longer, being more like lasting for as long as everybody wants it to last. And so that's one part of this. Uh, so that so we're all on the same page here, okay? So I'm not taught when I do when I talk about suggestions or uh, you know solving the problem um, that's not serving you. Um, I'm not talking about a time frame of lasting longer. I'm talking about lasting for as long as everybody wants it to last. <laughs> and again, I want to premise is if you've listened to anything I do. I always come from this philosophy. Sex, successful sexual experience is about, this is the only goal. We let go of goals. We let go of expectations. We, you know, is one of the major sol- solutions to all, um, you know, off, most, uh, most um, sexual dysfunction or sexual unsatisfaction comes from, the way that we've been taught to have sex, which is an expectational, goal-oriented experience, okay, so that's what kind of sets us all up for failure, so to change, to be able to change that mindset into giving and receiving pleasure, that's it, that's the only expectation, and pleasure can come in many, many, many forms, all right, so So that's another piece of the puzzle of like surrendering and letting go of these constructs and these concepts that, you know, so what is a healthy sexual experience is not kissing, groping, maybe oral intercourse. When the ejaculation happens, the, 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 you know, the sexy time is over. Okay. So that sequence of events and, that's how you have sex. Then you're not alone. Most of the population has sex that way. Um, so, you know, don't feel bad about that, okay? But that sets sets the premise that sets everybody up for failure and everybody up for being upset and disappointed. Okay, story time. Story time. Once <laughs> upon a <pot> of time. <laughs> Long time ago, and you're like, "What? Well, it's not a long time ago." I am 45. I'm turning 46 in like uh, in less than a month. <laughs> it's a long time ago when I was back in my 20s. <laughs> my partner at the time and I were struggling with him ejaculating so- sooner than I wanted him to do, and so. It wasn't about him ejaculating really, really quick that was the problem. It was the timing of when he was ejaculating. So back then, um, you know, I I was allergic to, and I still am, but they have options now, I was allergic to uh, latex. And, um, you know, I couldn't be on the pill because I had a nasty reaction to it. Um, and so, um, and, and I do not recommend this on any level, okay? So I was fluid bonded with my partner at the time. Um, and, you know, we had been together for a really long time. And, um, you know, we were struggling with, um, so what would happen is, is, that I would be having an orgasm, which would stimulate him to want to have an ejaculation at the same time that I was having an orgasm. But the problem was, is that he would have to withdraw um, so that he didn't ejaculate in me. And, um, and because back then there wasn't barrier options as there are now um so he would withdraw and as he would withdraw just as i was ha- just about to have my orgasm um so that was pro- that became that was a particular problem and so i would be angry all right and then again this is i'm t- i'm going to share some honesty with you guys right like full disclosure and again i do not support the withdrawal method <laughs> as uh, protective from pregnancy. Do you know that there's a possibility of pregnancy during that process? And again, um, you know, uh, STIs are not, you're not protected from any STIs whatsoever. Okay, so that's, i you know, I needed to say that. Um, But back then, there wasn't a lot of options. And again, that was a really long time ago. So so what would happen is he would ejaculate. He would feel bad because now I was angry. I didn't want to be angry. I had already had a bunch of orgasms because I was very orgasmic. But it was in that moment where I was just about to go into an orgasm. It didn't matter that I had five or ten earlier. It didn't matter. It was in that moment of him pulling out, me not getting feeling satisfied, and then me being and feeling angry inside of myself, even though I tried not to lash out at him, it still was there. You could feel it. You could feel it. You, you know, I'm incredibly expressive. Um, and so everything that I feel comes on my face, whether I want to or not, not to mention my body language. So what started ended up happening is, is that it started to get into his head. That he was failing, that he wasn't satisfying me, that the sex was no good, that, you know, he couldn't, you know, master his ejaculation, um, you know, all of these things. And and so he started, so then it started to create this little spiral of like him not being good enough, me being unsatisfied, that started to affect how we interacted with each other, um, you know, Uh, so then we started okay well how do we you know we started down the road of like well how do we you know change how he ejaculates I didn't know what I didn't know back then was that (laughs) yeah that (laughs) this is what I didn't know that I know now is that it didn't matter like the truth is is that he could have ejaculated and then he could have pleased me and i could have just let go of that one orgasm <laughs> number one <laughs> number two and that that it didn't really matter right but i didn't know that because i was young and no one taught me anything about this stuff so so what ended up happening is we started on this journey about fixing him instead of it just being like it's not a big deal all right and which really really fucked our relationship it, you know, I think it, it, it seriously damaged our relationship, it damaged our, it damaged his self-worth and self-esteem, um, like all sorts of things, bad shit happened because of that. So um, we started down the road of like him mastering, it was his fault, and then him mastering his ejaculation. And not from a good place, though, not because it was like, oh, I want to, he wanted to have more orgasmic possibilities. And, you know, I wanted him to explore pleasure and like not from a good place. It was from a, you know, you need to fix this because you're broken and I want you to not come while I'm having my orgasm. Come after my orgasm's done. Wait like three seconds. So... Looking back on that and talking about that, not very proud of that, but that was at the same time, that's how, that's all I knew. And that's where I was sitting and that's how I felt, right? And this is the piece as the person who's on the receiving end of the penis, all right? And this receiving end of around ejaculation. What your expectations and what it means is a really big deal to get sorted out. So as the receiver, it's really important to stop blaming. Um, but And also to be able to have conversations about it. Like I couldn't, I felt bad that I was angry that he ejaculated in the moment when I was having an orgasm and he ruined my orgasm. I was mad. And then I felt bad that I was mad because like, I shouldn't, you know, like, you know, I shouldn't be greedy. And I felt, you know, I felt like I was wrong for the way that I was feeling. And I couldn't really just communicate with him and say like, hey, I know that this is nothing to do, like, it's not your fault. And and, like, this is how I would handle it differently now, right? Like, this is not your, it was not your fault. It's not your fault, um, you know, uh, you know, let's just come up with some new ways of like having another you know okay so you know you ejaculate and and then I'm not done so you have your ejaculation and then we can start next round. You know, and and that need, feeling that need to be penetrated at the moment, you know, I got lots of toys. So, you know, if there needs to be a reprieve time um, where the penis is, you know, getting, you know, recovering, um, you know, that's fine. There's fingers, there's toys, there's all sorts of things that can be utilized so I can feel that feeling of penetration. So that's, that's was my experience. And throughout my life, I've had more experiences like that, because, you know, you know, not everybody is a can master their ejaculation. And and at the same time, um, you know, those experiences are different for me now. Right. Like if I have an experience like that, I'm like, oh, well, clean up an aisle three. All right, let's continue. (laughs) It doesn't mean because I don't move from this place of that. This is the end of the sexual experience. Um, That's just like it's it doesn't really matter. When the ejaculation happens, if the ejaculation happens, all that matters is that we're exploring pleasure together. And so if I don't feel like I'm satisfied, my pleasure isn't finished, then there's lots of ways that we can explore that pleasure together. Now, what typically happens, though, is that there's a disappointment, there's a frustration, there's an anger, whether that's because... It happened in the middle of your orgasm, whether that happened before your orgasm, before you were able to have an orgasm. Um, And then the reason what the frustration is really about is the fact that it means because of the way that we've been taught, it means that sexy time is over and you're not satisfied and the other partner and your partner got to get off, but you didn't get to get off in the way that you wanted to or when you wanted to. And And it's okay that you feel that way like it's okay that you have a moment of disappointment but what is not okay is to blame the other person and say that it's their fault that's the part that's not okay the other part of that is to not talk about it is to say like, hey, this is, you know, to be able to say, hey, this is not your fault. However, this is how I feel about this. Can we come up with, you know, let's have a conversation about it. That You know, how do you feel about it, right? And that your partner have a, you know, your partner or partners have an opportunity for them to talk about their feelings about it. Like, what what happens and why they get so excited at that moment and and you know what do they need to do and you know is there some you know different ways that we can you know uh you know change up how we're having sex time um so that we feel both satisfied in and you know all these things Okay, So again, it's not about lasting. The reason we are attached to lasting longer is because we have said that when ejaculation happens, that sex is over. You know, there's this construct, this concept that it's over. The the fun is done when the goo flows. (laughs) That's, That's what we've been taught. So, in this is to make sure that we don't we start to change how we look at that and how we, we need to have be able to ha- talk to each other and have conversations about it, which is what I'm going to get into in part two. Part two, um, I'm going to dive into how do we have the conversations about, you know, to your partner who owns a penis, um, how do you have those conversations? Not just about rapid ejaculation, but also uh, erectile dysfunction and not being able to ejaculate. Um, So that's what part two is going to be all about. All right. So anything else that I want to leave you with? The key, okay, so here's what I really just once again, here is the key. One, it's okay with for you to feel what you feel. Two, it's okay to uh, you know have your feelings uh, share your feelings, but not it's not okay to blame the other person, okay? Um, it's really important to come up with alternatives. What can some some of the alternatives to that experience so that everybody feels happy and satisfied about it? And um, you know, for your partner who happens to be you know ex, you know having you know these experiences, um, you know it's really important to. Uh, be supportive and um, and to give them space to be able to talk about their experience with it so that it's not this silent this deadly silence and that's what typically ends up happening is this deadly silence because we've been taught one we're not supposed to feel these feelings two we're not supposed to talk about it because we could devastate our partner and you know the, the the you know the ego of the penis owner is so fragile that if we talk about it we could destroy them forever these are some of the beliefs that we've been kind of taught to believe and all of that does you know what that does is it makes it feel this like intense energy that you could cut with a knife and what that makes ends up happening is that you end up in a sexless relationship because who wants to who wants your, your arousal levels drop, who wants to be in that experience because it's uncomfortable. It's, it's, it feels awful. It feels awful for everybody who's involved in that moment. It's like, awkward. What do I do with this? And I think it's also really, really important is to be able to have a friend, a confidant that you can unfiltered, share your thoughts and your feelings about this with. And I think that's really, really important because it's important to be able to have your feelings in this situation, but it's also incredibly important that we don't place blame. And if we're in a moment where we're frustrated and we're angry, we don't want to project those frustration and anger onto our partner because that's not fair, right? It's not their responsibility. It's not their fault. Um, just like, you know, you don't want them to project their stuff onto you, right? And make it your fault and there's something wrong with you, okay? So so when we have those conversations with our partner, which is why I'm going to do a whole uh, part two of this, which you can get when you become a, Patreon, a patron of my Patreon, which is like five bucks a month. um starting at, you know, $5 a month, um, I I will talk about how do you set that up so that it's a successful conversation, all right? But how you feel about it, how you're frustrated about it, how you're angry about it, all of those things, yes, that's how you feel. And you need to process that. Like you need to have that, those feelings. You need to process those feelings. You need to, so that you can release those feelings so that you can come back to the table and come up with, have conversations and come up with solutions. But suppressing it doesn't fix it, doesn't serve you, doesn't make it go away. It just builds up resentment. So it's important to have a confidant, a friend, that you can be like, oh, my God. (laughs) I'm so annoyed. (laughs) I'm so frustrated. Fuck right? Somebody that you can share that with, all right? If you don't have somebody in your life that you can share that with, then you need to be able to at least vent and say all the things that you need to say in private. So whether that's um, while you're driving in your car and letting it out, whether that's uh, talking at the mirror so you feel like you're talking to somebody uh, or you're using some of, you know, some other anger release techniques. Um, you know, uh, another really good one is like going and throwing rocks at the river and bedding like while well, your feelings and throwing the rocks. Um, so there's lots, lots of ways to get that frustration and that anger out, but it's important to release it. Don't just shove it down because it will get f- faster. Okay. All right, I think that's it. That's all. So, I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Uh, make sure that you check out Tickle Dot Life's episode. You know, tick, I host Tickle Dot Life's podcast, so that's always juicy, and I have all sorts of I interview all sorts of wonderful guests about their own personal adventures. And uh, you can now I to find all the things. I do so many things. I teach. I train. I facilitate. I, you know, do sexual wellness. I do BDSM. I do like I do so many things. I now have a beautiful hub. This is what I've been working on. I have a beautiful hub where you can go to one spot. All you need to do to find everything to end up end up all wherever you need to be, you can visit me at gaiamorissette.com. And you can find all the things, all the places. It's the hub. It's the entry point into my world, (laughs) to the empire. (laughs) And don't forget to listen to My Orgasmic Life. Have a juicy day and may it be filled with possibilities and honest, real, and pleasure conversations. Bye-bye.